Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 51 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Quick reminder, everybody. Please take a second, if you enjoy the show, to go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Uh, we love seeing people's reviews of the shows. It means so much to us. And that stuff actually helps new listeners find the show. And then you'll have more people to get angry at us with. And isn't that really the point of everything that we're doing? I thought so. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 51 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Table or booth? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Table for two. Hi, Hal. <laughs> Why did you ask for a table like you were the Mater D? Um, no, I, I was I was welcoming everyone. Like when you when you know when you work in a restaurant and you come in the door and they they welcome you and the table for two. I don't know what fancy like restaurant from a movie I'm going to where they say it like that. Maybe it's the restaurant from Pretty Woman or Splash, which seemed like the same right. restaurant to me. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're the sausage king of Chicago. That guy from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is That's the right. greatest maitre d' ever. That, yeah. He does look like the prototypical maitre d'. He really does. Yeah. He has that like Mater D look to him. Uh, like he just looks like he's judging you all the time. Did the studio was the studio system still in effect when those movies were made? When the Ferris Bueller program was made, probably not. Right? That that went out in like the fifties. I because I so. love the idea of that guy just showing up every day for work, and he's like, mm, "What movie set my the Metro D on today?" <laughs> yeah, he has his own tuxedo with tails. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Um, a- have you ever done extra work? I when I first came to L.A., uh, that was the that was the first stuff I did, and I I thought it would teach me how to be on a set. So I have done extra work. Have you? Uh, I have. Yes. Uh, it's a smart move. That was a, that's a smart way of doing it. I commend you, Hal Lublin. Um, but I think it's funny when, uh, extra work asks you for extra work for those who don't know is background in movies and television. Yes. Uh, and they will, they will put in, they will hang up a, you know, a, a flyer or a breakdown in uh, online or wherever. And it'll say like, uh, real cops with uniform. Uh, maitre d' with real tuxedo. So you, I guess if you're an extra, you have to have a closet full of like, you have to have your fireman outfit. You have to have your cop uniform, your tux, uh, all kinds of suits from different eras. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea. I want to look inside an extra's closet, like a career extra's closet. Cause I bet it has some amazing stuff in there. Oh yeah. It's, it's like a spaceman uniform and like the, the outfit yeah. from the greatest American hero. Just all that. <laughs> First I of all, are there enough spacemen for there to be a uniform? There I guess, has yeah. to be. Well, I, I, I picture like the cheap version where it looks like the planet of the apes astronaut uniform, like the cheap <laughs> version of that. 
Like that that person. Yeah, they're not going to have a they're not going to have a flight suit. Yeah, the the vacuum of space would kill a person wearing that suit immediately. Clearly not a seasoned spaceman. I'll tell you who uh who should be uh be an extra in everything, any sci-fi thing, Adam Savage. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got cuz they'd be like, "Hey, uh we need extras to uh to play Borgs." All right, I've got a Borg costume. <laughs> and if not, I'll build one. Yeah, that I've built to the exact specifications of the uh, original television versions. Yeah, because my buddy created them or because I created them. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you a quick story about uh, doing extra work. This is the last okay. extra job that I ever did. I okay. You you normally you call into Central Casting or another extra casting place out here in L.A. They tell you what they need and you you sort of show up for for whatever. So this is my last – you need to do like three extra jobs before you get your uh, – you, you become SAG eligible and you can join SAG. You have to get – normally you work non-union and then you get vouchers. So this is one of my last vouchers. It was for either Bull or The Street, which were both on TNT at the exact same time. And they wanted your measurements for for a tuxedo and they also wanted – you to make to make sure that you were wearing tidy whities So in my head, I think, okay. What? C- well, here's the thing. Th- this is what makes sense to me. All right, they're going to put you in a tuxedo. There are some people mm-hmm. who don't wear any underwear. We don't want their junk rubbing all over the inside of a tuxedo. Look, we've done do an again. episode of this show where we've determined that that's not great. Exactly. That's it, 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 for exactly that reason. So yeah, in rented clothes. Yeah. So I go in for my fitting, which is the same day as as the shoot, which is rare. Normally, you want to get your fitting ahead of time so they can tailor whatever it is you're wearing, and then then they have it ready for you on set. But in this case, I go to the wardrobe trailer, and. <laughs> they they have my measurements. They give me a tuxedo jacket and a bow tie, mm-hmm. a pair of black flip flops, and a uh, and a pair of black silk boxers. And that was the entirety of the wardrobe. Oh dear! Turns out it was a dream sequence. That's or a rather a nightmare sequence, like legitimately a nightmare sequence, not just an actual nightmare for me. Where not I'm an th- actor's nightmare. Yeah, I'm in a jury box. Handcuffed to a beautiful woman on either side of me, an awkward, out of shape Hal Loveland at the age of like 23, 24 was not happy with that situation. I was like, oh, this Hal. is <laughs> what? Hal, I have a very important question for you. Go ahead. What was the season number and episode number? Ha <laughs> I wish of this I knew. miraculous thing. If we can find somebody out there, find this, please go to find either Bull or The Street. I think they were both only on for one season, and it's uh like this person is in the in the, supposed to be like either a lawyer or is a defendant in this court, and we're the jury, and we stand up and we show that we're all handcuffed to one another, and you will see if you see me in it. Please know that that is perhaps the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life. And you get to see it. (laughs) I cannot wait to see this. Um, Let's talk restaurants, shall we? Yes, because uh, Valerie Rogers wants to know whether a table or a booth is best at a restaurant. Which is the better place to sit? 
Okay. Um, I like this one. This is fun. I like the binary ones. You know this about me. Of course. I like a two-sided debate. Well, uh, it feels more complete. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, not that I don't love the other episodes that we've been doing. I'm just lazy and I only want to think about two things. <laughs> um, so let's think about the benefits of a table first. How's that? Sure. Well, I mean, uh, the benefits of the table first, I mean, number one benefit of sitting at a table is you can turn your chair around cool teacher style and eat like that. Yeah. And you can manspread without bothering any of the other people <laughs> who are sitting there. Now, okay. Are we thinking booth is, uh, are you thinking that when you think of a booth, you think of like cramming people in there? Are you thinking like after a play when you were in high school going to Denny's at midnight and, you know, half of your cast is crammed into one booth? Or are you thinking like relaxing night in a restaurant kind of booth where you're surrounded by plush on all sides? Well, I think, I think both things apply. For, for us, it was IHOP. There was an IHOP near our school where we would all go. So it's funny you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that high schoolers do is you, you have a show and then you go to a restaurant that basically serves hot poison on a plate and you all bond together. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, when you're a grown up, most people do that with bars. True. Uh, but you will, you will be the guy that takes us to a diner after doing a show. A diner that does not have beer. Yes. You said to me recently when we were, I guess when we went to, um, we went to Vassar for, for no such, yeah. c- uh, con, you, <laughs> you were, you, <laughs> you pointed out that I'd said I knew a great place to go after the show, which you immediately yeah. assumed was a bar and it was a diner, which a hundred, a hundred percent of adults would be like, I know a great bar we can all go to and relax after the show. <laughs> That's and you take me into what is essentially a local Denny's. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck, Hal? They don't have beer in here. And you're like, no, no, no. They have really good pie. It's like, I don't want pie. I want a beer. I just did a show. <laughs> well, this is what you get for, for partnering up with a man child. <laughs> Uh, I was talking with uh, John, your childhood friend, and my recent one who came to see us at the Welcome to Night Vale show uh, yes. this past week. I was joking with him about that, and he was like, oh, yeah, he does that all the time. <laughs> yeah, John has known me uh, for uh, almost <laughs> almost 35 years. Oh, my God. So he has many a time since he started drinking. I mean, I just never – I was never a guy who drank ever, not even in college, so – it's forever been, hey, uh, do, don't you want to go to Friendly's after the show? <laughs> That's oh, just who I am. Hey, I've got this date. I'm taking her to Swenson's. <laughs> Is Swenson's a chain or did I just make a joke only for people in Knoxville? I, so I, I immediately – look, I've never been to a Swenson's. I'm sure it is a It's chain. an ice cream parlor. I, to, I immediately understood what it was. A name like yeah. Swinson's doesn't make you think like – it's not like CBGB's. You know it's right. going to be in that Denny's mode. Uh, Swinson's had a delicious treat uh, with a punny name for children called an Oreo Speedwagon that was delicious. <laughs> and I I knew the name Oreo Speedwagon before I knew the name REO Speedwagon. 
<laughs> and their music was a letdown because it didn't have ice cream in it. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the music was not about ice cream. It was about drinking. And who wants that? Yeah. Especially after a show. You want a nice cherry um, pie. All right. You know what I want, Hal? I want you and I to go into a restaurant that's a, a good place and we'll sit down and order a meal. Now, when the hostess or host asks us, would you like a table or a booth? What are we going to tell him or her? Well, again, you were talking about booths and you're saying, are we packing a bunch of people in or, or are we at a nice restaurant? And I think like when you're after post high school, okay, let's look at the booth. We might as well start sure. there since that's where that's because let me, let me give you for any, any, uh, people who are still in high school who are listening to the show. Uh, I feel like booth wins because a booth you can't, you can cram a bunch of people into if you all want to go out. Uh, in a restaurant, the, the number of chairs at the table is the number of chairs. Right. If there are, if there are four chairs at a table, then you are seating four people there. If there are, if there are, Four spots in a booth, you can squeeze five or six in there. Absolutely. Look, when you're, but when you're a kid, you don't mind. I feel like the, the younger you are, the less you really care about your personal space. Cause I remember jamming into booths <laughs> yeah. and I was so happy to just be with a bunch of my friends and it, like we were all close and sharing food and whatever. And then as you get a little older, like you want some room to maneuver. You don't want to be like, you don't want to feel like you're in the middle seat. In an airplane. You know what I mean? Right. We have your arms yeah. drawn in and stuff. That's, that's not as comfortable. So you don't want to jam a bunch of people with booth. That, in that case, you want a big table like they have at, um, at Genghis Cohen. You know, uh, yes, which is a great Chinese food restaurant out here in LA where uh, Ben Acker has been so much that they, when he walks, if I walk in with him, it's like he owns the place. They're like, they're like, Oh, Ben, hi. And I wonder if they know anybody else who comes there by their first name. But they have these giant tables, which are great for a big party. And it has the Lazy Susan in it, which I love because it oh, makes me feel I like I love I'm, the yeah, Lazy Susan. Because of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Am I right? Uh, yeah, because those are the kinds of dishes that we want to eat. <laughs> well, I just want to put – I want somebody to put an antidote on one side of the Lady, Lazy Susan. And I want to put a diamond on the other side. And then I want to spin it around and make a trade. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, so that that's something you get at a table. Let's go back a little bit. What was the diamond on the tray thing? Oh, when he when they're exchanging the poison for the antidote. When he, he poisons in him, Temple he of the Doom for the, for the in the very beginning at the restaurant. Oh, that's right. I was thinking. I was thinking uh, that they had the the little Maharaja's feast was on a lazy Susan. Oh no, that was a long table of seats. That's right. I forgot that. I forgot about that. And then they shot, and then he shoots an, uh, like there's a, an arrow that gets shot into a guy, right? Or like a flaming kebab. Yeah. He throws a flaming kebab at a guy, javelin style. All I remember is, all I remember is watching the making of that. And they, uh, they showed the guy sitting in the chair and the string that had a flaming kebab attached to it. And watching, uh, one of the PAs throw this kebab down this fishing line into a guy's chest who had a piece of wood, uh, on it. Was that on, uh, to, Lights Camera Hollywood, whatever the... That was on Standby Lights Camera Action. Yep. People, if you can find this show, it's the greatest show of all time. That's right. L Leonard Nimoy hosted it. It was all about, uh, making movies. Yes. So... Set me on my path. Exactly. So that's the, that, that's the big, uh, 
I love the lazy Susan. Any table, the lazy Susan. Like as you get to be an adult, large parties, you want to be in uh, uh, on a table. So, but but for booths, a proper chair, you want a proper chair if yeah. you are in a large party. Well, you want your own space to feel yes, like you have a little bit of of freedom of movement. So, so but a booth now is, for a small party though, for yes. a small party, a booth is ideal for spatial reasons. Absolutely, because if you're if you're a party of two getting into a booth. You've got all the room in the world. Um, let's talk, let's talk, uh, if I may, um, pros and cons. I, you know, I like to do that. Yes. Um, what do you want to start with? You want to start with table or booth? Let's, st- let's stay on booths. We're, we're already there. Okay. Let's, let's stay in the booth. Okay. So for me, a booth, the pros of a booth are privacy because generally a booth is, uh, is, Feels more tucked away in a lot of restaurants where they have the, the seat backs of the booth are taller. Yes. Than a chair would be. Sure. And also tables will get lined up, uh, in such a way that, you know, at a two top table, you'll be butted right up against somebody. And, um, and a booth, you've got, you know, that, that barrier between you. So you, it, conversations feel more intimate and more private in a booth. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you, you feel like, uh, more like a VIP at a booth than you do at a table. I, I know some restaurants yes. do that thing where they have like, like little booth, not booths, but like stalls where they put a table mm-hmm. and then they close it with a curtain. And I don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those feel so like Cary Grant to me. Yeah, exactly. That, that, those were all on the trains in, in it happened one night. That's where Claudette Colbert and Clark Gable <laughs> sat to eat their meals. Um, and they're trying to create a booth. They're trying to create the, the, the privacy that you have in a, in a booth. And it's much more intimate also. It's an intimate mm-hmm. space and, and good for, for a group of four people and good for a group of two people as well. Like it's nice to sit in a booth if there's two of you. You don't want to be at a big table where, especially if it's like a four sided table where you have to choose. Do you sit across from each other? There's a little more distance. Do you sit right next to one another? It like booths take that away immediately, right? The couples that sit right next to each other are cloyingly adorable. They are. Do you? I've done it, but you you look at me like, look, you're not. There's not a movie on the other side. You're not at a drive-in. Um, there's no reason for you don't both have to be looking in the same direction. Uh, there's no reason for half of this booth to be empty. There are two perfectly good seats in this booth. Why are you both squeezing into one? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Why is there a napkin in your lap? Oh. I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll go refill your water <laughs> and stab my eyes out with a fork. Um, um, what What do you think about a round booth? Like a big? If you If you have a big group, do you like the round booth? I do like the round booth. Uh, and also, what? How do you seat in a round booth? If you're the first guy in, do you stop at the edge where you are and make everybody go to the other side and fill in? Because you want the edge seat. Do you go to the middle knowing that the booth is going to get filled up from both sides? Or do you start at one end and work your way all the way around, assuming that everyone that's getting in the booth is going to form a single file line behind you? I tend to go straight to the middle to mm-hmm. to what I call like the lookout seat or the gangster seat. Where really? So you can sort of see what's going on. I, I like that because I think it's also a slightly roomier area. The only problem is if you sit there, sometimes you're sitting on the seam. Like sometimes there's, it's just 
two pieces put together and you're sitting right on the oh, seat. Oh, it's not comfortable. Let, let's now that you mention that. Let's uh let's go with some of the cons of uh of sitting in a booth because sitting on the seam is definitely a negative for sitting in a booth. Uh, yes. And I, I have a And that's always a possibility, only at a large booth. Sure. Sure, you could you absolutely can sit on a seam. Um <laughs> you, there there are times where booths are less intimate because if you go to – sometimes there are places, diners particularly. I know Jerry's Jerry's Famous Deli, which is a popular diner slash deli out here, does this. There will be two sets of booths. So, so they'll be almost side by side. Like it could be one long booth, but there is a divider wall. And that divider mm-hmm. wall has, has slats in it that you can remove. So if you had a large party, they could be at two adjoining booths and still feel like you're at one table. But otherwise, right. you can put the slat in for privacy. So – Early in my relationship with Jennifer, we were seated in one of those booths. The slat had been removed because I guess a large party was there earlier in the day. But we did not know the people in the other booth. And she <laughs> ordered something that she wanted to add some ketchup to. And what do you do when you have a ketchup bottle that is like half full or 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 on the empty side before you pour it? You shake it first to exactly. get the ketchup to the nozzle. So, so that's what she does. Oh, I see where this may be going. The lid, which was not strongly on the bottle, flies off, and the gentleman sitting next to her is showered in ketchup, <laughs> like the <laughs> bucket of pig's blood in Carrie. He's coated oh. in ketchup, leading to a very embarrassing moment uh, for for Jennifer. That was also hilarious. I mean, we laughed about it. Right away, but and then you also have to still sit at that booth next to these strangers who are now covered in uh, ketchup. Yeah, she's on the inside of the booth. Where's she gonna go? She can't hop out and run away. So that's that's a drawback to the booth. If you spill something, it's like you're trapped when you're on the inside. And if you're on the outside, you have to move every time the person on the inside wants to use the restroom or needs to get up for some other reason. If they have to take a call or or whatever it is. Well, that's, I mean, that's not a, that is a drawback, but, you know, human decency, Hal, it's five seconds out of your life. No, oh, look, I don't, it's not like every time I go, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's a convenience factor that would give the table an edge. That's just a drawback to a booth. I would agree that, uh, I would agree that the having to get up to let someone out is a pain, but not the, not being the person to get up. I don't mind being the person to get up. I hate to be the person on the inside to ask. This right. goes back to that uh airplane thing of window seat or aisle seat. Sure. I don't like I don't like being trapped by other people um who my having to ask them to inconvenience themselves only temporarily uh for my benefit. And then when you come back it's like, "Oh, sorry, I got I, they have a fork in their mouth and they're trying to take a bite." And you know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. Um but I th- well, I think there's a bigger drawback to the booth. That we need okay. to discuss. I don't think the booth is is an inclusive type of seating. Because what do you mean? If you are overweight, which I am currently, and I'm in the process of losing weight, but I'm close to my heaviest right now. Booths are mm-hmm. not my friend. At at best, in a booth, I am like barely touching the table. At worst, I am stuffed in, and it's just it's not comfortable. Like you're reminded 
when you when you are in a booth and it's pressing against your belly the whole time, n- not only is it physically uncomfortable, but psychologically you're just being reminded of uh, like, oh, this booth is not built for me. This is this is like going into the Gap. I can't buy clothes at the Gap because they're all for skinny people. Booths are for skinny people, and the circular right booths are because worse. there's a finite amount. There's a finite amount of space between the seats. And if the table slides in one direction or the other, if it, if you make more room on one side, you're making less room on the other side. Exactly. And that's assuming that the table moves. It doesn't always move. Ah. Uh, and mm-hmm. with well, the- cause there was that big thing of people stealing tables a few years ago. They bolted them all down. <laughs> the great table thieves. They pulled off like a Goodfellas type heist. Can we talk for a second about the lowest common denominator mentality of fast food restaurants where they have the seats bolted to the tables, which are bolted to the ground? Yes. And it's like, look, look, American dummies, we know how much space you need, and we don't trust you to not steal our stools when you go. (laughs) You know, um, you know why it's so uncomfortable to sit in any seat? In a fast food place, right? Same reason that they use primary colors in their decorating. What, tell me what, 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 why? Cause they don't want you to stay in there for very long. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I didn't never knew the primary color thing. Does that bother people? Yeah. yeah if there's, I mean, they make that they, a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Taco Bell or a KFC or how many others can I name are lit. Uh, really harshly because they don't want people sitting in there for a long time. They're lit harshly and their, um, their color scheme is harsh. Yeah. So there you go. Guys, think about it. Next time you go to a fast food place, you are going to a restaurant that literally doesn't want you to stay there. They want it yeah. to be like a, they've done deal. research and development to see how to make you leave, uh, subliminally, which makes it sadder when you see people who are settled in with a newspaper in the corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, before Starbucks, that was the office that people were like, oh, I'm going to go down to Mickey D's, sit down with – Look, man, paper. I have no problem sitting and getting some breakfast at McDonald's and grabbing a newspaper. You know, half an hour. <laughs> half an hour I can get through all my news and my meal. Oh, whenever I went to uh, a McDonald's back when I was when I was eating fast food actively, I – it was like – Actively. <laughs> I'm not now it's passive. You're doing everything else passively. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would be in like a shame huddle in the corner just trying to finish up hoping nobody <laughs> saw me just like the like oh is this over am I done is anybody okay <sighs> good I got to get out of here let me put on my ski mask and go back to the car. <laughs> but uh how look man you've this is not this is not the first story of uh secret eating that you have told on this show people eat man i know you got to eat i know we, look, we get it if look i'm not saying i don't have a ton of problems if, just in case you you or any of the listeners <laughs> think i think i'm normal i swear i don't i get it i get it i hear myself talking too um, oh i love you brother i love you too I I do. I'm very I love talking to you. It makes me smile every time we record these. <laughs> but uh, one more thing about booths and being uncomfortable when you're overweight, the the circular booths are worse. That that's part of the reason why I sit at the back. That's usually the place that has the most space. That makes sense because 
a circular booth is not linear. I mean, I don't know how math works, but it's not <laughs> like the. It has to remain. It feels like it has to remain constant, or the whole thing is way off. Right. You know what I mean? Like that round booth and the and the semicircle of seating around it is not, um, you know, is not the best. It's not conducive to moving it around to adjust for everyone's assorted sizes. Exactly. Yeah, you. I mean, the only booths that really fit people well tend to be the mm-hmm. the most unhealthy places because they know, like, all right, we're we're not attracting the thinnest people here. These are people who are probably naturally heavier, or we are making heavier. So let's make it mm-hmm. a, a little bit easier for them to sit. Like a Perkins right. family restaurant isn't gonna sure jam you or in. Jim's funnel cakery, <laughs> house of grease. None of those places <laughs> are gonna make narrow booths. There's plenty of room to sit. Right. All right. So before we uh, check out the tables in this restaurant of ours, why don't yes. we serve up some ads for our favorite Maximum Fun podcasts? Ooh, I'll have the. I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I'm Renee Colbert, a dog wanter. And we host a show called Can I Pet Your Dog? The podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. You can find us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. So, now what is this? Is this just a podcast where all we do is talk about dogs? Sort of. Uh, We definitely have a segment called Dogs We Met This Week, where we tell you about, you know, dogs we met this week. We also have a segment called Dog Heroes, as well as Cool Dog Tech and Stupid Dog Tech. We also have some of your favorite celebrities. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did Hamilton, has been a guest. We've got Leslie Margarita. Uh, we've had Nicole Byer and Wheaton. All the best uh, dog-related celebrities. So check us out every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. Can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? Renee and Allegra. C-I-P-Y-D. I'm Vince. And I'm Teresa. And we host the podcast One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Parenthood. It turns out it is very difficult, but we all get up every day and do it again. It's like the sign says, if you're going through hell, keep going. So join us each week as we strive for less judging and more laughing. Find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts when your children aren't around. Wait, what did you order? What did you order? I never heard what you ordered. Oh, I was having the Can I Pet Your Dog. Is that the commercial that ran? It was. Hi, Renee. Hello, Allegra. We have to have them on. We have to have we them do. on. To do best dog when is the When is the Max Fun, like, don't we do like a sack race and a, um egg toss kind of party? <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> yes, that, that, I think you're talking about Max Fun Con. I don't know if, who knows if we'll be there, but if not, We'll have our mm-hmm. own picnic and we'll do all of that fun stuff. All right. How about that? Um, well, let's do all of that. Great. And, and then we'll just call Travis and make him come do a, uh, do a sack race with us. Perfect. Uh, can I tell you uh, that, uh, because of, of Travis and his wife, Teresa, who host Schmanners, one of the newer shows mm-hmm. on the Max Fun network, uh, I got to play Mario Kart for the first time. For the first time, you'd never played Mario Kart before? I played Mario Kart 8. I He was tweeting about it, and I, I tweeted to him to get a PlayStation 4, and he said, come over and play Mario Kart. And we literally made plans to see one another through Twitter, and I went and visited them and, and 
their lovely dog Buttercup, who's a, a personal friend of mine. And we played Mario Kart for like an hour, and it was a blast. Yeah, Mario Kart's a super fun video game. It almost made should we me... do best video game system? I don't know enough about them. Oh, we'll, we'll do worry. that episode one day. Yeah, and we'll, uh, Nintendo's we'll gonna win. Of course, <laughs> the original NES, the original eight-bit Nintendo. Yeah, of course, Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Contra. <laughs> exactly. What I loved Contra. Uh, oh, me too. I learned was Konami Contra all your base or belong to us. The, uh, I don't know if that's the game. Or Contra was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Ba that got you the um the ninety nine lives, right? That's right. That gotcha. is exactly it. That was the that is the Konami code as it's known. But uh, Mario Kart, super fun game, and I, I'm sort of trying to figure out like, hey, when are you guys available again for me to come by? And I need to bring uh, Jennifer, who was not able to make that. But would love that game because the the video games she likes are driving games, and that combines things that are driving and things that are cute. So she would be in hog heaven playing that game. Oh yeah. Does she now? She likes driving games. Does she like? Is she good at racing games? Like, like the big arcade, like sit down Daytona USA, like those kind of games. Yeah, she's not bad at them. She's. I mean, she's a good driver, and she likes those. I love the idea because she's so sugary sweet. <laughs> I love the idea that when Jen sits down uh, at a racing game, it is just a string of squ- of swears and <laughs> ramming other cars off the road. <laughs> she shows up and puts on fingerless driving gloves. <laughs> Gets them out of like a cherry case. Sure. Goes she has that down. little leather hat and the goggles. Yeah. And a scarf. Oh my God. <laughs> the one that looks like, like, that looks like, uh, Ken Plume's illustration that he has from, uh, a site called Ken. Yes. Even if the uh, former site called Fred, now Ken Plume. Or a site called Fred. Yes. Nope. I just changed it. It's a site called Ken. Oh, Ken, change your website. I hope you bought the URL because if not, we're going yeah. to. And you'll finally oh, get I'm revenge. Gonna, I'm going to buy any URL that Ken may use to change the name of his website from a site called Fred to something else. I'm buying all of them. <laughs> can we talk? <laughs> yes, we can. Candy cane. <laughs> That's the Christmas version. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the restaurant, shall we? Can we talk tables? Yes. So let's talk tables. Uh, actually, can we talk the, uh, <laughs> the one that might actually win in my mind, this no longer makes it a binary argument. Go ahead. Um, is the half booth, half table. That is the booth along the wall, row of tables, and then row of chairs. Usually okay. a two top, sometimes a four. Yes. Uh, I actually really like those because between the two people or four people or however many you're taking with you, you can ask, you know, who wants the booth? Who want the people who prefer a booth can have a booth. People who prefer a table can who prefer a chair can have a chair. Yeah, that's true. I, and I, yeah, I like that I can sit at the table chair and Jennifer can sit in the booth if the two of us go somewhere. Or for a couple, you can sit at a table because really it has the advantages. It does have the advantages of both. Um, but like mm-hmm. the table advantages, if you're on the end and there's no wall near you, you can bring somebody around the side. You can create more space at a table than you can at a booth. At a booth, you fill it with as many people as you have, and then you can sit one person in a chair on the end if you're expanding it. A table. Well, you can't, you can't create more space on a table because science, but you can 
create more seating around a table. It's just everybody is slightly further from the table. Right. That's what I mean. You can fit more people around the table. And right. Uh, also, tables are generally easier to move together. If you need to exp- – if your booth fits six people and you have ten, the the answer is to bring tables over. So tables become the utility player. And and even those those half booth, half tables, I would call them tables. They just have bench seating on one side. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And a booth does have a table portion. Absolutely. But, but uh, there more is often a- than not, it's fixed. And you're not going anywhere. Right. Um, so other, uh, benefits, uh, and, and again, that the, I was joking earlier about, you know, flipping your chair around cool teacher style to sit and eat, which if you do that, you're a monster in a restaurant. Um, <laughs> and I was- look, let me just, uh, let me just get real with you for a second. <laughs> Flip around. I'm going to lean forward over this seat back while I, uh, while I eat my masticcioli. <laughs> I want you to come into a restaurant one time and sit at a table like that and go, guys, I used to be just like you, sitting at a restaurant table, <laughs> getting salads. But then I learned what it means to be a man. That's right. <laughs> That's the talk you um, turn the table around. Can I get serious for a second? Um, turn the table around. Well, no, the chair. <laughs> That's Sorry. a that substitute teacher extreme. <laughs> The cool substitute teacher's like, you know what? I'm not going to turn my chair around and sit in it. I'm going to make all of you turn your desks around. Yeah. He rides in on a skateboard, goes, hey, kids, get ready, because we're going to pop this history lesson. How about, how about that kickflip? Here's yeah. a pop quiz. <laughs> the pop quiz is, who's the coolest teach? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, tables – um other bonuses of so, uh, but that that aside, to uh, you do have you have more control over where you are sitting at a table. Yes, and how you sit. You can sit in a style that is maybe more comfortable for you without bothering uh, or upsetting the space of the other people. They everybody has the freedom to sit however they like. Right. Um, and I know for me, like I have a weird thing. Not only do I manspread, but I do something that's even weirder. I put one foot. Uh, one leg is sort of under the table in traditional seating. The other one is like out to the side of the table, like if I had to run away. Just because you want to trip the waiter? Well, it's a good way to get somebody's attention. That's fair. Wait till he's got the tray of glasses. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and Don't was- worry. They won't be wine glasses because you never want to go to any place that serves booze. Do you remember uh, when you were a kid? Sesame Street, they would do the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 11, 12. Yeah. It had yeah. like the pinball machine and then it would always mm-hmm. – one number, uh, I think it was like five maybe, was the guy, the chef who was carrying a different type of food on a tray and he would fall down the stairs. So he'd be like five <laughs> lemon meringue pies and then he would fall. For some reason when I was very young, that – Really frightened me. I thought he was going to die frightened every single you. time. Oh gosh, Hal! No, he's fine. He's a he's a stuntman. I well, I now I watch it and enjoy it because it's nostalgic. At the time, uh, it was very unsettling, and I would sit there. I would watch every time. Like it scared me. Like I was like, okay, they're hammering the nails in now. Here, it's good. It's just a matter of time. He's gonna fall. He's gonna he's gonna break his neck. He's done. <laughs> I should be in therapy. 
Um, yeah, probably. That's what, no, no, that's what we're here for, Hal. <laughs> Me and the listeners are here. That's right. I'm cured. I have a podcast. I don't need therapy. That's right. <laughs> are you weeping? Are you weeping while you say that? Yeah. I'm doing that thing <clears throat> where I smile and I'm trying to laugh, but I just tears and mucus coming out of my nose. It's, it's a horror <laughs> show over here. So, um, so what else about ta- right, so- I, uh, big tables? You can have the lazy Susan, which is nice. I think a big round table is is a nice way for a large group to go out, but you do get cut off from half of the party. You can't talk across a big table by by and large. Across a big round table? Yes. Huh. Yeah, I feel like if if the idea of the round table is to make it egalitarian, um the uh, the problem is that you really are relegated to only speaking to the person to your left and the person to your right. Yeah, maybe one uh, one group out from that. So maybe two people to your right, two people to your left. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, whereas constantly- if you've got a very long table, then you've got, you've got probably up to two people over on the diagonal. Yeah. I be- I think you've got a five person conversation radius. You have the, the people on either side of you and then the three people mm-hmm. directly across from you. But, but again, it's like the, the table doesn't provide an easy way for, you can't speak to people at the, at the other end of the table. You have to, sort of wait and do the thing where you like go over you have to make a visit you have to plan a trip to the other end of the table to check in with everybody and do like the <laughs> squat down like hey what's up guys yeah i love that i love i tend to float a lot in a big like banquet kind of situation yeah i i do too i, I like to certain- plus i just like to see what everyone's eating and take bites off their plates because <laughs> you're a food thief yeah you're it's robble a- robble yeah exactly you're the bike we're player. having our banquet at mcdonald's by the way <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, you cannot slide those chairs around. <laughs> you uh, tried once, but tore up the flooring. Uh, so what are the other pros of table versus booth? Um, I think table, uh, you can have more comfortable chairs. Like, you have different varieties of what the seat See, is you like. know, I was – it's funny. I was saving that for the con of tables is – I'm just infinitely, infinitely more comfortable sitting in a booth than in a chair. Like a booth feels like, because I can sit in a chair. I'm sitting in a chair right now. I could sit in a chair anywhere. I can't sit in a booth that's got like a high back and this plush back and nice, you know, nice uh, cushion under my butt and get a good meal. Right. I prefer, I mean, I, I lean toward booth for the comfort reason. That's true. Um, booths tend to be more comfortable. You do go to places sometimes where they have like the wooden, all wooden booth and maybe you have like a ratty old cushion to sit on or like this used to be comfortable, but it's been, people have sat on it enough that it's been pancaked. Right. So it's not. Or like I've been to a lot of, I've been to a lot of dive bars and dive diners and look, just because the booth vinyl is red. Don't put red duct tape over the crack and try and get me to believe that it's all fine. Yeah, exactly. Just some chewed up. Yeah, booths, they'll let fall into disrepair way more well, than Well, it's a way chair. easier to buy a new chair than to buy a new booth. Exactly. Um, I, I also will say to, to tables, there's something intimate about a table for two that is special outside of a booth for two. And I know there are a lot of two person booths, but. They, wow. You, know, you, you always think like if you're out on a date or if I'm out for my anniversary, I like being at a table 
it just feels there's a more of a romantic and intimate feel for two people than being in a booth. Do you agree? It's so funny. I well, I mean, visually, I guess, yeah, a table for two. But I, it's so funny that the two things you listed as pros for table, I would put as cons for table because a table doesn't feel nearly as private to me as a booth does. Right. Or uh, as, I mean, I guess intimacy and privacy, I'm, um, I guess I'm confusing those, but yeah, a table feels out wide out in the open and like maybe just because New York too, everything, you know, the booths are, the booths have more space and the tables are, they really try and there's not a lot of space here and they have to cram as many tables as they can. So a two top, you will have, you'll be right next to someone in order to, you know, shoot ketchup all over them. <laughs> you know what I mean right. though? Like, um, it feels, a booth feels more intimate to me. Um, I, I get it. I, I do think you're conflating privacy and intimacy. And I guess the, so, yeah. In New York, the, there's definitely a space issue. But I mean, I, I, so a few years ago for our anniversary, Jennifer and I went to Palm Springs. We stayed there mm-hmm. and we had dinner at a really nice restaurant and mm-hmm. we sat in a small, you know, two person table by the window. We watched the sunset together and it was like there was an openness to, to the room. That a booth, a booth closes you off. That is the privacy part of it. But a table. That is, uh, yeah. And it like, we were, but even in this open room, we were at this, we had our own little sort of slice of heaven that was this two person table by the window. Yeah. A table does lend itself more toward um, the ambiance of the restaurant. Yeah. Um, and, the and booth can, is the ambiance of the booth. Right. Plus, you can start across from one another and you can shift your chair around to be next to the person if you want. Or right. if you want to say something private. If you're at a booth, you both have to lean over towards one another, which is – there's nothing oh, wrong with it. It's so like, uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's – but it is like you are sort of, all right, I'm on this side. You're on that side. And we're going to figure out how to how to communicate with one another if we have to go across. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that to me uh, is a, is a pro of the table, but I do get, there is a con of like, if you're in a crowded restaurant and you're sitting at a table, you're going to get like run into maybe by a tray or something. Yeah. My elbows are constantly getting bumped when I'm seated at a two, and maybe that is the New York thing. Yeah. If I'm seated at a two top table in New York, I would much rather be at a booth because there is space at a booth. If you're at a table, usually the booths are around the perimeter and the tables are just, you know, 500, uh, two top tables crammed into, uh, the, a space the size of a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> Which in New York is 200 square feet. Exactly. Vertical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so what are the cons? What are the, oh, let me throw out one more pro for a table. Sure. Uh, as a former server, did you ever wait tables? You never waited tables. No, no, I never did. Uh, I did it for years, all different kinds of restaurants. As a server, it is a heck of a lot easier to clean a table than it is to clean a booth. Oh, sure. Because in a booth, you got to get down in the crack between the cushions. You've got to, you can't slide, you can't get to all four sides like you can with a table. Yes. Um, yeah, a booth harder to clean, which I imagine subsequently means that the booths in some of these places are probably little petri dishes. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's – you bring up a good point. I didn't even think of this, but there is the thing of like, all right, you wipe the, the floor under a booth is probably filthier than the floor under a table because it's easier to roll that little like roller sweeper thing that picks up the, the food and crumbs. Yeah. You can roll the Bissell underneath the table way easier. You just pull the chairs out, roll the Bissell, chairs back in, done. Wipe the chairs mm-hmm. down, easy. But the booth, you see, like they have to reach in and go get it and it's just – it's going to be filthy. Like you're more likely to find food under the table of a booth than you will uh, under under just an open table out in the middle of a restaurant mm-hmm. or or off to off in a table only section. Uh, but as a server, the benefit of a booth is I have my stage for uh, telling you the specials. For handing out food and drinks and taking orders there uh, around a table, you know, all of the table, every surface of the table is taken uh, around a booth. There's always that open end where I can stand and clearly uh, do my job. Are you saying you get up on the table to do a show for everybody when you tell them the specials? Yeah. Well, no, I only jump up on the table when I need to remind them that they've got trouble right here in River City. <laughs> right here? Right here, <laughs> with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and what that stands it? for booth. <laughs> it doesn't actually stands for pooth, but we're not doing uh, table or pooth today. Yeah, the pooth because is... pooth is a made up word. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. You guys, I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> totally just made up the word pooth. So- um. So are we ready right, so to make a decision here or do we want to talk more cons of a table? I don't – what are the cons of a table? Well, I feel like every time I try to mention a con of a table or a pro of a booth, you turn it around on me. Here, Here's the con um, of a table. You are more likely mm-hmm. to have an uneven table where you, you sit down and oh. put your arms on it and it immediately starts moving. Like they, they have to cut oh. a shim underneath it. It's annoying. I thought I was ready to rule, but now I'm not. Yeah, let's talk that about is, this. That is such a huge pet peeve of mine. Mine too. And it's um, do you fixed. do you take matters into your own hands? I will. Or do you ask sometimes. to be seated at another table, or do you put up with it? No, uh, it gets fixed. Oh well, here's mm-hmm. what I'll do. Like there are a few different. One we'll ask, we'll tell the server, and uh, I'll, if you're at a decent restaurant. You'll somebody will come and fix it immediately, and then it'll it'll work just fine. That's a matter of like how much pride do you have in the restaurant where you work. I've I found um, mm-hmm. the other is I'm fine taking a napkin or something and fixing it myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, also like in a pinch, I'll just put my foot down. It's usually like it tips either towards the person I'm sitting across from or me. In which case, I'll mm-hmm. put my foot down on the leg of the table to keep it in place. But that's that's the worst solution of all. Yeah, because then your foot is stuck there and you've got a tilted table. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable experience. That's a huge table drawback. Ooh, that may have swayed me back because I was – I honestly – I was fully prepared beginning this to go with uh, Booth as the superior. But thinking about the – the cleanliness factor, the uh, the less versatility, does the ambiance of the restaurant uh, – and, and the fact that the ambiance of the restaurant to me outweighs the privacy of the booth. Um, I mean I'm not talking government espionage here. It's, it doesn't matter if a table next to me hears 
part of a conversation. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 though the table in a booth could just as easily lean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've had that. If it's as well. a table that's, if it's a slideable table, if it's a table that's, uh, still mobile, even though it's a booth, um, then that could, you could still have that same problem. No, you're right. So it's, that's more of a table. I just notice it more outside of a booth than inside of a booth. Because with a booth. So I guess our argument isn't table or booth. Our argument is, uh, chairs or it's, it's about the seating. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You that's know? what we're talking about. They always say table or booth. Like a booth is just two benches and you sit with the food on your lap, but <laughs> <laughs> there are tables everywhere. But it is a tight, like table, when I think a table, I think people sitting in chairs around a table rather than the table in a booth. Right. And sometimes booths don't have that problem because how they're built. They're either the table's built into the wall or built into the booth. If it's a, if it's a stationary table, it's really not going to wobble that much unless it's been worn and used so much that it's actually coming loose at its support. In which case you should probably leave that restaurant. They're not up to code. <laughs> yes, if that is the case, quickly leave and go to the McDonald's because you know all of their stuff is bolted down, welded to the floor, like taken care of. I feel like if the Ocean's Eleven crew had been able to steal a booth at a McDonald's or a table, that would have been much more impressive than stealing money from all those casinos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because McDonald's is, uh I mean... You can get money is freely traded. Money moves around a lot. Those tables don't move at all. That's right. <laughs> they are immovable. They are the immovable object. Yeah. But Brad Pitt and George Clooney at all are an unstoppable force. Exactly. So what will happen when they meet? Oceans 14 coming soon. I'm loving it. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to make a ruling, Hal? Yeah, I think I think the real question now is, does the fact that a table can be kind of wobbly overturn all of the negatives that come that come with a, a booth? What I I mean, my feeling is I, I just want to I, I like a table because it's more egalitarian. Anybody can sit at a table. Booths are mm-hmm. are discriminatory against uh, people who are struggling with their weight or are just bigger people. Right. Um, I'm, yeah, th- for those reasons and more, I think that we've got a rule. I was, I'm so surprised because I thought it was going to go the other direction. Um, but yeah, I think we have to rule that the, the clear victor in this case is the table. Yeah. I actually thought it was going to be booth as well. Cause I do love booths. It, it breaks my mm-hmm. heart when I can't sit in them, but the table is just a more comfortable choice. Tra- and I hate, I feel ashamed having to ask for a table sometimes you know what i mean like oh i can't sit yeah. in a booth can you put us at a well table? look people that's that's first of all that's not your fault that's the booth's fault for not being all inclusive to all people right uh and second of all you know i know you're working on it everybody knows you're working on it and we all have your back and third of all some people are just bigger and it's fine yeah so people so the world <laughs> get a table yeah go get a table Simple as that. I'm not even going to do a whole, uh, a whole speech like I normally do. People of the world. No, you have to, Hal. All right. You have to. People of the world. When you walk into (laughs) a restaurant, I want you to go to the booth area 
and get out the yellow caution tape that I know you carry with you all the time. And I want you to make a big X over all the booths to keep everybody out of them because there's no need for a booth at a restaurant really. What What is that going to accomplish? To embarrass my wife again when she's just trying to shake up her ketchup? I say no. To make somebody who is a larger person feel uncomfortable because they're not included in your little booth games? I say no. Is it because you want to sit with your feet in somebody else's food that may have been in their mouth? I say no. And that is why when you go to a restaurant, you want to sit at the table. So let's get everybody sitting at those tables and let's hashtag close down the booths. Asked. That seems a little extreme to make a hashtag to get rid of the booths. Just, Asked and you know. answered. No, we're, we're going on the offensive on this one. All right. <laughs> if booths cannot. I mean, I got you back. People, yeah. Look, I want booths to include people. Then they can stay. Make a little bit more room at the booth. Make it the comfort, the promise of comfort and luxury should be extended to all humans. Not just people who can shop. At uh, American Urban Outfitters or whatever. Urban Outfitters. That's the name. What, how old are you? What, Look, you don't – I don't even know the name of it because I know nothing in there fits me. Why would I go in? Because I want a G.I. They have hats. <laughs> I have to go to the big and tall hat store. I can't go to the regular <laughs> hat stores. Don't bring that. All right. That's asked all and answered. And thank you. Was it Jenny Rogers? It was Valerie. Valerie Rogers. Yes. Thank you, Valerie Rogers. Uh, I'm sorry for calling you Ginny. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's, uh, there's the answer. It is tables. That one is settled, but there are lots more disputes that need to be handled, uh, binary or otherwise. And we are the guys to do it. So please keep those debates coming at we got this tweets on Twitter or check out the maximum fun subreddit or come to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to our musicians, Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein, for our award-winning song and score, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And, of course, as always, thank you to our listeners. Uh, <laughs> these these questions that we keep getting are always fun and always surprising, and sometimes we surprise ourselves with the answers. So thank you for the questions, and thank you for listening to the show. Uh, let's all go to a restaurant together, and you know what? We will we will sit at a table, not a booth. That's right. But we will break bread, and we will have the time of our lives. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.